Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
rise to your feet as we worship the Lord this morning. to speak to the Lord this morning. Just love him this morning. Love divine, joy unspeakable. Overlooking our sins and our frills, we want to worship him this morning. Rain on me. Most Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again. We want to bless your holy name. For such a beautiful day you've blessed us with. Thank you for the strength you've given us. Thank you for your divine love. Love divine. Joy unspeakable. Overflowing within our souls. We thank you for overlooking our sins, Lord. Who are we to even stand before your throne to worship you? We give you all the glory. And we give you all the praise. We say, let your presence flow. Rain on us all this morning. Let us not leave your presence the same, Lord. Your word declares that we will walk in the east gate and come out the west gate. May we come out differently as we came in this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And all the saints shouted, Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats. 
May we please pray over the offering. Love divine. Father, bless these seats in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? You are here this morning. Amen. We ought to be grateful to the Lord. Hallelujah. Because many people don't have what we have. The privileges that we have. The blessings that we have. Even the atmosphere that we have. We should not take it for granted. Amen. And bless the Lord with it. Hallelujah. Many are those that are sick. Many are those that are there. You don't have to go far. Just on the street, you'll see people. In the situations that you don't find yourself in. Hallelujah. And it's such a great blessing and privilege. Not because we are special. Not because we come to church. Not because we speak in tongues. But His grace, His grace, His grace. The Bible says that they are new every morning. Hallelujah. And that has brought us this far. We want to give God all the praise and all the honor. Hallelujah. Well, Reverend is on his way. Hallelujah. So he's going to be here. He just caught up. Something just came up. And I had to be called in a short notice. Hallelujah. But I believe with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'll be able to deliver. Amen. Hallelujah. Not my strength. But I think we have a scripture this morning. Amen. We need to read our scripture or learn our scripture. So please, let's study our scripture for the, the week. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. Amen. Galatians chapter 6. This is a very easy and must know scripture. Hallelujah. As we prepare for our Galatians 6, 6. Amen. So we're going to break this into how many parts? Two, two parts. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians 6, 6. Shall we all read it? Hallelujah. So let's take it one more time. Galatians 6, 6. Now, is that King James? Please, I want King James. So I was wondering if I wasn't seen right. <laughs> Let him that is taught. Amen. Uh-huh. This is what we want. KJV. Amen. So let's try one more time. Galatians 6, 6. Communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Galatians 6, 6. So please, brother, could you take it off? I believe we all know. Oh, I thought it was must know. Okay, one more time. Hey, forgive my presumptuous sins. Galatians 6. Let's try one more time. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. This one, you don't need any revelation to understand. You don't need to go to the Bible school to understand. Hallelujah. So that let him that is taught in the word communicate. In other words, respond. Hallelujah. Or minister unto the one that teacheth all good things. Hallelujah. And we have a prophet in the house who deserves this. Amen. Been teaching, preaching, recently been traveling from, you know, city to city. Having crusades and campaigns. Hallelujah. I mean, I always, I always marvel how he's able to put all these things together. You know, one, recently we were having a camp meeting with him, and Lady Reverend had to travel all the way because she hardly see him. She doesn't see him. 
Hallelujah. So it's, it's time for us to honor him for teaching us. Amen. For preaching to us. He preaches, the messages that we preach, it is his preaching that we are preaching. So he's the one preaching. Even though we stand here or I'm standing here, I'm preaching what he would have taught you or taught us. Hallelujah. So let's, let's remember to honor him when the time comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians 6.6. 6. It's a very good time to honor and show our appreciation to the prophet in the house. Amen. So I am going to continue with um, our series that Reverend was preaching, Salvation, How to Preach Salvation. Amen. He specifically told me, preach from that book for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just preach exactly as he's ordered me. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm going to tackle chapter 4 if you have your books. Um, God sent not his son to condemn the world. Chapter 4. Isn't it powerful? God sent not his son to condemn the world. Amen. Hallelujah. John 3, 17. In fact, let's read from 16. A lot of us know the 16 and not the 17. But my main emphasis is going to be on the 17. But let's start from John 3, 16. Bible said that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. And then the verse 17 says that for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Wow. But that the world through him might be saved. Is that not wonderful? Hallelujah. He came not to condemn us, but that the world through him, only through him, might be saved. Hallelujah. So we are saved through him. Amen. Without him, there is no salvation. Hallelujah. Isn't God wonderful? For God so loved the world. It is out of love that he sent his only begotten son. God sent his only begotten son because he did not want you and I to perish. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that, that we will not perish. So there is a certain perishing awaiting us. There is a certain perishing ahead of us. And because of the love that he has for us, he sent his only begotten son. It's just like a mother watching his child go out in the winter will never allow the child to step out with a singlet. So the mother will prepare the son or the daughter to dress warm with gloves, with socks, with winter coat, with hats, with everything because there is an awaiting weather out there. There is a bad weather out there. For God so loved the world that he gave why? Because there is perishing. There is perishing. There is destruction awaiting all of us. And in order for us to be redeemed from this destruction, he has to prepare his son. Because of love. He prepared his son to redeem us and to save us from destruction and from perishing. That. The world through this son might be saved. That the son through this clothing will stay warm. 
Am I making sense? Hallelujah. So God loves us. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Your mother did not dress you up to harm you. Or is not taking his time to put on the gloss for you to make you feel awkward. But he wants to protect you. She's trying to pre- prevent you from getting sick, having running nose. Hallelujah. I, I, I think that God is good. Hallelujah. God is wonderful. Hallelujah. Amen. You can do it better unto the Lord. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that the world might be saved through him. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 8 verse 3. John chapter 8 from verse 3. Again, I'm preaching. From God sent not his son to condemn the world. Hallelujah. She said, okay, from verse 3. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. In the very act. In other words, they saw every action of it. They were there. They saw it in the very act. What were you doing at that time? That you saw. Then they referred to him, to the law. He said, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? (laughs) What sayest thou? What do you also say? The law says that we should kill such a fellow. The law says that we 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 should arrest such a fellow. We should condemn such a person. What are your thoughts? What sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. Watch how people ask certain questions. Sometimes a lot of questions are traps. They set us up. That is why when the, the police, NYPD, comes to your door, they said, uh, what? Everything you say will be used against you in the court of law. <laughs> You have the right to remain silent. Hallelujah. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he had them not. As though he had them not. Why did Jesus stoop down? Jesus stooped down to correspond to the ground where man came from. Sending an email to the source or the origin of man. Canceling that ordinance. Hallelujah. Bible says that, and Jesus took down, where are we? But Jesus took down and with his finger, I believe he was writing something. Wrote on the ground. Bible says that we, from dust we came. 
So he was responding back to that. Hallelujah. As though he heard them not. Next verse, please. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone. Now let's see. <laughs> let him that is without sin. Take, because the stones, they were not these fine stones that we have in today's world. They were sharp edges. Ready to cut and to bruise. He said, let him that is without sin cast the first stone. Let's see how sinless you are. How confident you are. That you are able to point fingers at people. Quick to judge. Holier than thou. He said, let him that is without sin cast, let him first cast the stone at her. Verse 8. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Canceling the ordinances of man. And they which had it been convicted by their own conscience went out one by one. Beginning at the eldest, <laughs> even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where art thou? Where are those thine accusers? Beloved, that's the nature of man. We are quick to judge. We tend to point fingers at everything other people does. Except what we do. Yeah. Bible says, why considerest not the beam in your own eyes? And talk about the smoke in somebody else's eye. Comparing a beam and a... <laughs> a beam, a timber... Hallelujah. That brings me, that brings this me uh, scripture to memory. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's read from, I want the part with the marriage from verse 20, I think. Let's read from verse 20. He said, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Most men tend to love the scripture a lot because it, 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 it's, a, it, it's sort of buttresses what we want always in the house. Brother Julian. <laughs> he said, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Isn't it amazing that wives, wives are only able to submit to other people? It's the Bible. To your own. That means you do it to others. I didn't write the Bible. 
He said, to your own husbands, to your own. The Bible was careful to state own. That means you were doing to others, but not to your own. I'm preaching. To your own husbands, as unto the Lord. But that's not what I'm stressing on. Let's read on. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. So when you see a husband and a wife, one represents the church. Hallelujah. And one represents God. Amen. And he is the savior of the body. The man. The man. He is the savior of the body. 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be unto their, again, own, own, own husbands in everything. Verse 25. Then he changes the subject to the man. I love God. He is always able to correct both, not only on one side. Hallelujah. So when you think he's pointing fingers this direction, those over here must be ready. Because he's coming there too. Hallelujah. He said, husbands, love your... And that is where we fall short. We can love other people. We can have all the attention to other people. Except the wife. We can, we can, we can go extra mile to help others. Supporting and assisting others. No problems. We will bend with fixing cars. Doing things for others. But your wife will call you and say, Honey, something just happened. The first question they will ask, they will even ask, Are you okay? Is the car damaged? That's the first thing they will ask. Is the car damaged? The men are very quiet. Let me go on with my preaching. Bible says that even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. God is expecting us to give ourselves to them. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Amen. Verse 27. That he might present it unto himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Let's stay there. 27. 27. This is the reason why I came to Ephesians. There are two key, verse, two key words here that I want us to center our attention on. Wrinkle and spot. Spot and wrinkle. We associate spots with kids. Young people, little kids, and we associate wrinkle with our mothers and our fathers, the older ones, because you, you don't see wrinkles on a 15-year-old boy, nor a 15 or 18-year-old girl. You see wrinkles on our 75-year-old women and 80-year-old gran grannies. Amen. So I'm, con I'm concentrated on the spot and the wrinkle. Again, I'm talking to how God sent his only begotten son. Hallelujah. We tend to point fingers at the wrinkles, at the spots, sorry, because they are visible. 
if, I sh- if there's any child here that I can call to go around the whole auditorium to point to me any dirty shirt, I believe he will never find any amongst these adults. I'm preaching. The child will walk from here, come here, go there, and will say that all the shirts are clean. I used to wonder why they would ever wash my daddy's clothes. Because they were never dirty. To me, visibly, they, were, they, were, they never had spots on them. We are careful to eat as adults. But it's only a child that you see spots. That's why we have the babes on them when we are feeding them. Is that not so? Because they easily soil their dresses. The same way you, we are easily to determine or to point fingers at people, young people, with their sins. Which is the spot. But the adults, it's not as easy to find. But our sins are as great as the young ones. Because we sin in certain areas that are not visible. I'm preaching. We sin in areas that are not easily seen on our chests. We sin, we sin in certain areas that you need to really investigate to see. The spot and the wrinkle. Hallelujah. So we are quick to point fingers at somebody breaking into somebody's house to steal. But we are unforgiving. That is the wrinkle. Because as she sits there, if she does not speak to the lady next to her, nobody will know. That is the wrinkle. But the spot is so visible, you can easily see that he stole somebody from somebody's purse. That can easily be identified to. Hallelujah. But God is saying we must desist from that. What is happening to my iPad? Amen. We must desist from that because our secret sins, our death in the armpits and other places are as as, as heavy sins as anything. Not because it cannot be seen. It's not considered to be sin. Hallelujah. Number one, God sees our bare naked and ugly sins and yet he loves us. God, oh, you missed a good place to clap your hands onto Jesus. God sees our naked sins. He sees our naked sins. And bear sins, yet he loves us. Bible said that whilst we were yet sinners, not whilst we were doing something good, whilst we were wallowing in our sins, whilst we were busy sinning, Christ still died for us. Whilst we were in the act. But you and I will, will quickly resent that person. We'll quickly write that person off. Hallelujah. Just as the Pharisees saw the sins of the woman so clearly, likewise God sees our sins very clearly. When things are seen clearly, it can be very horrifying and frightening, and yet 
God does not condemn us. Yet, God does not condemn us. We all need second chances. Third, in fact, some of us, we are, we are operating a thousand chances. And yet, God still loves us. God still cares for us. If God has to die for only one person, God will still be willing to send his only begotten son to come and die for that one person. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. If he has to die for one more person, he will still be willing to die for that same person. If I need to give you a teaspoon of Coke and I can't have any in my refrigerator, I still have to go to the store and buy a whole bottle of Coke, even though I just need a teaspoon. And that is how exactly God would have done. Even though it's only one single person that he has to come and deliver, he will still have to die and send his only begotten son to come and die for that person. Hallelujah. Number two, God could have condemned us when he saw our bare and ugly sins. He could have. He could have condemned us. Sometimes when I sit and reflect some of the things I condemn people about, I feel bad about it. And it's all because of ignorance. When you grow a little, life will teach you. Life will teach you things. Just as when you have a child and you cannot easily cut off your leg when he peeps on you or spill something on you. The same way, you still, have to, you still have to love people in spite of their sins because not all of us are the same. What you are able to withstand, she will not be able to withstand. What he is able to fight against, you will not be able to fight against. That is how God sees us. He has given us strengths and weaknesses and they both come together to make us perfect people. Hallelujah. You need a positive and a negative to make something work. Hallelujah. You cannot have, it's not seen anywhere. Nobody is bad throughout. No. Nobody is bad, 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 bad throughout. That you cannot find a single good about that person. It's not possible. There is ultimately something good about that person that you condemn. Something. Take your time to discover that thing. And it will be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. I said it will be a blessing to you. Amen. That is why God hates divorce. Because a lot of the divorces or a lot of the things, the quarrels and then the mishap, you know, problems that occurs in marriage is because of impatience. It's because of impatience. But mind you, that phrase, God hates a divorce, you must consider where it's coming from. Why did God say that? The context and the content that led to that scripture, we failed to, ad to admit that. We failed to identify what made God say that. We are just quick and impatient to Grow with the person because not everybody is as bad as we think. 
not everybody. God has in his unique wisdom the ability to mold people. If only you will be patient enough to allow him to work on you. He, we are still work in progress, aren't we? We are still work in progress. Five years before, you weren't the way you are today. And you are going to be better and better as the day goes by. Next year, you'll be better than you are today. So we must give people the chance to, to become, you know, to, to, be, to, 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 to change. God has his way. I'm telling you, if God sent his only begotten, if God really wants to condemn us, he could have condemned us. Long time ago. Because the Bible says that he knows tomorrow from today. So that means he knows what you will do next week. But yet, the Bible says that whilst that, he still died for you. God knows that you are going to shoot somebody at your workplace. The Bible says that whilst thinking that he still cares for you. But we are so quick. Oh, this person looks much holier than him. This one is much better. Look, in days of adversity, even a rag, rag, rag becomes important. You didn't get it. I say even in days of adversity, rag, 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 napkin becomes important. It becomes important when water is on the floor. Because you never use a glass to wipe it. I don't know if you, you, you got... I'm trying to say that everybody is important. That is how God sees us. I may not be able to operate in a choir, but put me in a prayer. I may not be able to operate in a prayer, but put me in the ushering department. I may not be able to operate in the ushering department, but put me somewhere else. By all means, by all means, something good is in that person. Hallelujah. By all means, something good is in that person. Amen. Number three. Jesus did not condemn us when he saw our ugly sins. And beloved, we all have ugly sins. We all have ugly sins. You know, we're just coming from a pastor's meeting and as one of the pastors was leading praise and worship, he said he read in the news some years back when they were about to appoint somebody to become a mayor. Then from nowhere, they start to dig into that person's history when he was in high school. And they were using that against his position in awarding the position to him. Then he said, God reminded him of how he used to be when he was 15 years. Of the things he did that up to now his parents doesn't know about. Can I have a witness in the house? Oh, I'm speaking to holy people here. Holy people here. Righteous people here. Hey! Still, people are sitting down as though there's nothing like that. But you see, God loves people who are honest. When they can say, Lord, I am weak. Lord, help me. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your grace. Hallelujah. 
God responds to people like that who come to me and say, I cannot do this on my own. God rejects people who wants to do things all by themselves. Oh, I got this. Bible says that you can do nothing. We can do nothing without him. We can do, there is nobody on this planet who can have it all together. Nobody. Nobody. There is nobody. You name it and claim it. There is nobody who can have it all together. We see people looking beautiful on the outside. But on the flip side, it's ugly. We see people beautiful, nicely organized in the living room. But go to the kitchen. There's something wrong. Beautiful, nicely arranged things in the kitchen. But go to the bedroom. The bed is not dressed. Everybody has something. Everybody has something negative about them. But God is able to overlook our faults and still love us the way we are. Hallelujah. He is still able to overlook our faults and still love us the way we are. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First John chapter 1 verse 7. First John chapter 1 verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Christ, Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Hallelujah. That brings me to the fourth point. We are not condemned because of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Which protects covers us and washes all our sins. Praise the Lord. His blood protects and covers us and washes all our sins. Bible says in Hebrews that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Nothing can take away your sins except the blood of Jesus. Nothing. Not our righteous looks. Who even said he's righteous? There is none righteous. Bible says so. No, not one. Not even a single soul. There is none righteous. Remember the spot and the wrinkle. We see your spots. But we forget the wrinkles. Because the wrinkles are not seen. Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. Hallelujah. Number five, we must be grateful to Jesus for his great love wherewith he has loved us. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 14. Second Corinthians five. I think my time is running out. Second Corinthians 5:14. Hallelujah. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. That then we're all dead. Next verse, please. And that he died for all, that, that they which live should not henceforth 
live unto themselves, but unto him that which died for them and rose again. Hallelujah. His love constrained us. Because the Bible says his love came down on us. His love came down. Love broke through the darkness. Because of his love, the tentacles were broken. Because of his love, the Bible says the veil turned from the top to the bottom. Because of his love, we were translated from darkness into his marvelous light. Because of his love, it constrained us. Hallelujah. Because of his love. For the love of Christ constrained us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. We were all dead in our sins. I don't care where you came from. I don't care which family you come from. Bible says we were all dead from our sins. And it's true. Otherwise, he wouldn't send his only begotten son. We were all dead and we would have perished. But because of the perishing, he has to prepare his only begotten son. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. He has to prepare his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not. So it will be very unwise that after all what God has done, has allowed Christ to go through, he will still have people perishing. It will be very unwise after all the sacrifices. Look at what happened on the whipping post. People trained in martial arts were kicking him and hitting him from the back, spitting on him, mourning saliva on him, slapping him, blindfolding him, and saying that if you claim you are a prophet, tell us which of us hits you. You could save others, but you yourself, you can't save. They said all kinds of things to him. And it was all because of love. The love. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. Forgiving us. Making us who we are today. Preparing us to fight and protect us against the problems that is ahead of us. Problems we have not even seen. Sometimes we think we are strong. It's not because of us, but because of the grace of God that enables us to see and overcome the problems and the hurdles that comes against us. Because the, the blood protects, the blood conceals us. It's the blood. It's the blood. It's the blood. I say it's the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing. What can wash away our sins? It's a question. Nothing. 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 Any part of your body that the blood doesn't flow there is dead. We have a medical doctor in the church who teaches us. Sometimes I learn so much when he's teaching. Yeah. Now I know what causes heart problem. <laughs> heart problem. <laughs> I didn't know. No, see, I'm not a medical. I, I'm not a medical uh, a, a student. No, but I learn when he's preaching. It makes me realize that when the 
the blood doesn't pump to the left side, then you get stroke on the right side. Is that not so? I'm, I'm a good student. I learned from the preaching. Yeah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So anywhere the blood does not flow to, you will die. That is why you cut off your nail. Not your finger, but your nail. Because the blood doesn't flow there. God is so wise. God is so powerful. The Bible says that he's an omnipotent God. All-wise God. The all-wise God. That is why when you cut your hair, there's no blood. <laughs> but when you cut off this part, there's a difference. Because there is life there. There is life there. And this is why God sent his only begotten son. Because he wants to give you and you and you and me life. More abundantly. Hallelujah. He wants to give us life more abundantly. He came to give us life. The Bible says the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And then the next verse said, but I am come. Jesus said, but I am come. He said, but I am come. I am come to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. We have life in him. Rise to your feet as we close. Hallelujah. We have more life in him. More life. More hope. More assurance. If we don't believe in this life, in this God that we serve, We are of all men miserable. If we don't believe in the death and the burial and the resurrection of he who came to die for us, then we are of all men. First Corinthians chapter 15. He said we are of all men miserable. He is assuring us that if Christ died and rose up from the dead, you will never die. Hallelujah. The soul will never perish. Here this morning, you are not sure. Resonate in your mind this morning. That you need him. He will make your life. He will make your life meaningful again. If you are here and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you are not sure even how to accept this him. How do I accept him? Bible says in Romans 10 verse 9 said that if you shall confess in your mouth, in your heart, the Lord Jesus if you shall believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead that's all you need you shall be saved if you are here like that and you are not sure where you stand I want you to pray this prayer with us, say Lord Jesus I'm sorry I have not known you the way I should. But I ask for your grace to give me the, the, the ability to know you better and more. That I can be in your throne when you come. Help me in Jesus' name. Amen. And wash Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? What can make me 
nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious. Oh. Oh, precious. Oh, precious is the flow that washes us white as snow. No other. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Singing, oh, precious is the flow. is efficacious his blood is precious this is not the blood of bulls, no Bashan no animals the precious blood of Jesus Christ saves the precious blood of Jesus Christ delivers the precious blood of Jesus Christ protects, the precious blood of Jesus Christ redeems he has redeemed us from our sins he has redeemed and ransomed us from death unto life we thank you Holy Spirit for your blessings in Jesus name put your hands together for the Lord amen hallelujah if you are here with your we hope that you've been blessed come join us for any of our services contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.